The soundtrack to your life. Cheshire's Silk 106.9. This week's Workplace of the Week, I'm at the Travel Visa Company at Crew Hall, and I'm talking to the boss, the MD. How are you? You all right? I'm fine, thank you. What's your name? My name's Karen Taylor. How long have you been here for, then, the Travel Visa Company? The Travel Visa Company has been operational for around about 12 years. For my sins, I've actually been in visas for the last 20 years. Have things changed in them 20 years then? A lot of things have changed in 20 years. The world's got a lot smaller, so there's a lot more people travelling. Let's let's get the obvious question out of the way with. um, How many people ring you up on a weekly or daily basis and talk about credit cards and not travel visas? You you would be amazed. The amount of people who ring us up to say their card's been declined is ridiculous. (laughs) So, yeah, we do have uh, a telephone number for the visa credit line to get them off the phone so we can speak to people who really want a proper visa. So, uh, what is a travel visa then? A travel visa permits people to enter a country uh, legally that requires a visa to enter. How come some countries require a visa? So, I could go to Spain and not need one. Is that because they're in, in the EU and all that kind of stuff? Well, not necessarily. So, a lot of it is so they know who's going to be entering and for the length of time they're going to be entering for. So, you're there legally and you're not going to overstay your visa. Can you book somewhere and then call you folks up at the airport at the last minute? Or, or do you advise to get it sorted? What I would advise... As the MD of the company is, you should always get your visa before you book your holiday. Because not everybody, it's not guaranteed that you're going to get a visa. So there is no point going booking a 10 grand holiday to India, you're going to do it, and then not get a visa. The worst case scenarios, we've had people who have got married and they're going on their honeymoon to Goa and they haven't been advised they need a visa. Really, you should get your visa and then go and book your destination. Do they check before you get on the plane, this end? Yes. Right, so it's not like you're going to get to India and then go, you can't go any further? No, no, you will be denied boarding in this at the airport in this country. Because if you get on that aeroplane and get off the other end without a visa, the airline gets fined. So that's why you're denied boarding in this end. And we have had people in tears ringing us from the airport because they've not got a visa. Can you name check off the top of your head some of the countries where people might be booking them? Because summer holidays are just around the corner and they might need to give you a call. Turkey, uh, the rules have changed for Turkey. As I'm sure everybody who's ever been to Turkey used to take a new fresh £10 note, give it in on entry and off you go. Get your stamp and your passport and off you go. This summer, Turkey have changed all the rules. You can't do that. You need a visa to go to Turkey before you travel and you've got to take the paperwork with you. So any advice for anybody is if you're going to Turkey, you need a visa to travel this summer, else you're not going. And people are being denied boarding. Are they? Yeah. Because we've had them on as well. So what are the changes lately uh, about visas? Have they got more complicated? Yeah, a massive change recently has been the visa requirements for China. Anybody going to China previously, especially being in the northwest, it's been ideal. There's an application centre in the city centre Manchester. Bang into Chinatown, people could go there, queue up, get the visa issued within three days. From the end of last year, they decided it was going to be a personal appearance and biometrics. So now, for China, it's a nine-page application form. You've got to make an appointment online. You've got to submit the application form online. You've got to go to the application centre to have your fingerprints. 
and then you've got to go back five days later to put your passport up. So what became a very easy process is now a very complicated process. Myself and two colleagues flew out to China in February and we got a deal with the Chinese immigration that we can bypass all that and now we have a one simple page application form with not necessarily, they do not need to go to an application centre. So Travel Visa Company can sort all of that out? All of that out, simple. yeah, very, it's a paper application form and we don't need to see them in person. But we have got Dan in, he's our head of China, so he can explain that a bit better probably than me. So even though we have got approval to do the group visa, um, there are still some people that will have to go to the application centre for biometrics fingerprints. And for that as well, we do offer a service where, you know, we do hold their hand. We will do all the application for them, make their appointment, uh, meet them at the Manchester Application Centre, escort them into the application centre, and then we will collect the passport after it's done. So we don't just turn around and say, we do a group visa. If people still do need to do the biometrics, we're there for them as well. One of the unique points of the travel visa company in this day and age, definitely, is that we have no automated telephone service at all. So you're not pressing one for this, two for that. Try and get through to an embassy yourself would be absolutely impossible. Whereas you can just give us a quick ring on 01270-250-590 and one of the members of staff will speak to you immediately. Okay, what's your name? Um, Daniel Hutt. And how long have you been at the Travel Visa Company for? Um, not too long, since February. Oh, so you're a newbie then? Yeah, very, very new. Uh, what do you do here then? Um, so my role is head of the China department. Um, so I came in to kind of fix the problem that was China because it kind of snowballed into this monster very, very quickly after some changes that happened in, I think, November last year. Um, so I came in as kind of the man with the solutions to that. And what did you put in place then? It was kind of just taking control, of, um, looking at it from a wider perspective, um, what procedures can be put in place to manage it better. And then I think, as Karen mentioned, we um, launched this new service, the China Group Visa, um, which took a bit of strain away from, from the other side, So, but still offering both, both processes. So if somebody's listening to this and thinking, oh, sounds like a rigmarole to go to China, what would you say to them? I would say, if you were doing it on your own, um, yes, it can be, um, but what we do is, and particularly myself and my little team, is process China visas every day. So to us, it's certainly not a rigmarole, but I could see why a member of the public may, may think that. But if they pass that on to us, we could take that whole rigmarole away from them. So you make it painless for the customer then? I think that's exactly what we do, yeah. Make a very, very difficult process as easy as it can be for the customer. So, for example, um, as Karen mentioned, if you are of a certain age, so that's between 14 and 70, you are expected to make a personal appearance in an embassy to submit your fingerprints. Whereas if you're lucky enough in this instance to be over 70, you wouldn't have to do that. So for those particular clients, all, we, all they need to do is send us their passport and application pack, and they do nothing else until they sign for their passport back at their doorstep at the end. We have made their application, booked an appointment for a member of our team to attend the embassy on their behalf, get it stamped, go back and retrieve it and send it to them. So from point one to the end, they've done nothing except post in their application pack. We do the whole thing for them. Hi, my name's uh, Phil Ashwell. Um, I'm head of sales here at the Travel Visa Company. Over the last six years, we've 
our big market is in the tourist market. Um, and as Karen mentioned, lots of visas, lots of people going to Turkey and main tourist destinations, India, America. And what we've done over the last six years is really expand our product range. So now not only do we look after tourist people, you know, but business travellers going for meetings in China or the Middle East that, that need that support and expertise in, in, in getting those visas. And from that, we expanded onto work permits, so people that are travelling there for a, a long period of time that need support to obtain that correct visa to get that job. And then we do all sorts of strange stuff, sports visas, football clubs going over to do pre-season tours or security companies going over to protect journalists in really difficult areas. Our product range now has expanded that we can pretty much offer every type of visa for every type of traveller to get to most destinations out in the world. And that's been really exciting. We're based in the Northwest. You know, there's really no other organisation in this part of the world that are offering that type of product. So uh, we're really proud of what we've delivered and we've seen that market expand and, and grow all the time. And it's great when we get famous people, you know, knock on our door and say, look, can you help us get that visa? And that, that's built through the knowledge of our team, the professionalism, um, all the experience that we've created to offer our, our customers a great service. A visa for a, a dangerous place, yeah. or what is perceived in the media to be a dangerous place, is that <coughs> harder to get a visa for that place than it is? Can be. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. It, it, it can be difficult because, you know, with all visas, there's a sense of politics that go, go around that. That country needs to be confident that those travellers are going in to that country for the purpose that it states on the visa. So when it is a difficult place or it's a difficult situation, then that embassy will really want to scrutinise that application. So there will be lots of additional information that's needed to support that application. So it can be really, and, and, and sometimes it doesn't have to be, you know, difficult countries around the world. If you take America, for example, if you're going over on journalism or you're going over to film, there, there will be half a dozen visas that encompass all those different areas. So it can be really complex to distinguish which is the correct visa for you to travel on because the last thing you want to be is denied entry when you get into any country. So, so the, the process and the length of the application form and the supporting documentation can, can be quite time-consuming and quite difficult to get as sometimes special invitations need to be obtained from the country that you're going to go and see. Well, that's interesting to know because I thought a visa is just a travel visa. So wherever you go... If you need a visa, you just have the same visa. So right. I would have the same visa as a holiday person. Right. If I'm going to do media work there, it's not. It's no. all different types. It's all different types and all different processes to get that. You know, we come into, into um, peak season for America. Lots of people go just on tourism and a lot of people will be applying for those esters. Well, if you don't meet certain criteria, that ESTER is not suitable for you to go to America on. You need a different type of visa. And, and I, I guess this is where our expertise comes in, because we ask those questions to establish what is the right type of visa for the person to travel in. And it can be really complex sometimes, and it can take us, you know, 
several conversations sometimes with embassies for them to give clarity so yeah it, it can be really complex and it's just not the same for the reason that you're going to the country is the reason you need that visa so we heard earlier karen mentioned that you know visas are checked prior to leaving the uk and, and that's correct but quite often checking staff will not scrutinize what type of visa that you're traveling on that happens when you get to your destination and you're clearing through customs and security so sometimes we get calls from people that are stuck because they're not entering the country in the right visa and that is where the decision is made so if you're going on for tourist purposes it's really important that all you're doing while you're in that destination is tourism because what will happen is if if they ask you to justify the reason you're there in their country and that's different from the visa that's issued you know there's, there's loads of consequences that happen from that first and foremost you're probably going to be interviewed to why you're traveling into that country with the incorrect visa then you're probably going to be deported back to the united kingdom um, and then as a consequence of that you may never be able to travel to that country again or they may impose real tough restrictions and specific visas for you to be allowed to go into that country so visas can be quite complex and that, that a lot of people say sometimes a little bit of knowledge can be quite dangerous can't it and and the great thing about us being in the northwest is you just have to give us a call you know and we will take all that complexity away as dan talked about from china but we will also have conversations with you to make sure that you're traveling on the right visa because you don't want problems when you get to immigration and the destination you're going to so when you get to the destination and say you have got a wrong visa, yeah. can, for example, if it was me, could I give you guys a ring while I'm there and go, can you send me the right, can you help me yeah. out here, send me, sort me out with the right visa? It's too late. The, the customers and immigration and border protection people have already made that decision that you're on the wrong visa. So they won't be supportive in that situation. All they're interested in is either deporting you back to the UK or... or clarifying exactly why you're there so no it's too late and they you've won't got... even overlook it then absolutely you know, not you go, look, at least you've got a visa yeah. you'll be all right absolutely not the exception to that rule may be there are some countries if you've got a business visa um, then they will allow you to travel on tourism purposes um, but it's few and far between and again it's just better to double check that information way in advance of you you, you travelling. Hi, I'm Vicky Wallace. And um, what do you do here? I am the operations manager at the Travel Visa Company. What does that mean? That means it's looking after the staff members, ensuring people's visas are done quickly, accurately, day-to-day -day running, dealing with any potential client problems, um, any concerns about visas, um, ensuring all our customers are happy and get their visas to go on their holidays. So you're the person uh, on the front line, I suppose, yes, then. Yes, I am. So if something's not going quick enough for a business person or yeah. a holiday maker, then... That's it. It's you. It is, indeed, but I enjoy it. Do you? I do, <laughs> yes. It's great job satisfaction to know you've got something done quickly and you deliver a good service. So if, if a visa is taken a, a while yeah. uh, and it's out of your hands, how do you deal with that? It's communicating catering effectively with our clients. Generally, leisure customers and business customers need to be kept up to date. As long as they know what's happening and we keep them up to date with what we're doing and how this is going to affect them, they're happy. Obviously, not all customers 
like answers that we give them or the information we give them, but 100% of the time we always get there in the end. So how long will it take to get for, say for example, a business visa for somebody or a holiday visa? Does the time vary? It can do, depending on destination. As Phil mentioned earlier, depending on the reason of the trip, it can take longer. Generally, certain destinations can be quicker quicker and easier than others. Certain destinations that people necessarily don't travel to as much, such as maybe Nigeria or some of the African countries, can take longer. So it's ensuring people give ample time. Have you ever encountered any issues with any embassies around the world? Uh, no, we don't encounter issues with embassies. Um, they can change their visa requirements overnight. So what would be a requirement that you wouldn't need to have your fingerprints taken, for instance, for China, in you know, what incurred in November last year, could be the week after that's been introduced. And that's something that we have to then liaise with our customers um, and change our processes. So no, not issues, it's just things can change overnight and quite quickly. Embassies don't generally give you a lot of notice um, and we just have to work with them and then work with our customers to, to resolve that and manage to get them a visa. And also at the Travel Visa Company, we welcome in customers to come and see us. So we're based in the north of England, quite close to Manchester, um, just off junction 16 of the M6. Um, people can come in and discuss any applications, they can book an appointment, they could ring us up. Um, then a dedicated team member would deal with them, they'd go through the forms, the process, how we'd work with them and they're welcoming at any time Monday to Friday. So people can get in contact with us um, via the telephone, via email, they can go onto the website, um, the Travel Visa Company. Um, people can also book an appointment online or they can just walk in and see us. The soundtrack to your life. Cheshire Silk 106.9.